quick. <laughs> quick, do it. In a world where comedians pitch fake movie ideas, this is Basic Pitches. You can't drink your coffee. No. I can't do anything. You're going to have to... I'm going to chillax with my cocktail. I'm with, um, I'm with Boyd Hilton. I'm with the comedian Boyd Hilton. I'm not a comedian, James. You've what? run out of comedians, haven't you? Let's face it. <laughs> willing. Willing to do this podcast. Yeah. I don't know any. No. And I know you. Yeah. I know loads of comedians, but I'm not asking them to come on my podcast. So, yeah. You do know Ricky Gervais and you do know James Corden. I do, yeah. Yeah, I know them, yeah. I think, I think you think I'm taking the mickey when I suggest that you're no. friends with famous people, but you are, so... No, no. I mean, I'm, I, it, yeah, it cannot be denied. It's absolutely fine. It's really budget headphones as well. Is it still working? Yeah, I, I'm still going... We should say you've had minor technical issues. It's quite and stressful, I'm and I look ridiculous because I'm... Boyd you're is fine, sipping absolutely on a fine. I'm drinking a ludicrous non-alcoholic cocktail. Boyd is sipping on a on a on a like a sugary cocktail that's got no booze in it, but it's in a uh, martini glass. It is fucking preposterous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do know some. Well, uh, you uh, you do know comedian. I mean, basically, uh, Boyd Hilton is a uh, a TV and film critic. Your full title is. I am entertainment um, director of Heat Magazine, and I'm also a deputy editor of Pilot TV Magazine. And, and a human yeah. being in my own right. P- Pilot TV is new, uh, actually. It's well, it's been going for about um, eighteen months now. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. And we have a podcast, weekly podcast, Pilot yes, TV I podcast. Know, yeah. um, it's very good. I've heard it. Thanks, mate. Uh, the, yeah. only, the only thing about review shows like Pilot is brilliant. But if you've seen the shows, you feel yeah. way more involved. It's, but there's well, so much content that you were listed. You were you were reeling off things, so and much I was content. like, I was getting stressed hearing you yeah. name the stuff that you couldn't oh, even go that's into not detail the idea. about. That's not the, you're not supposed to feel stressed. It's supposed to be a handy um, way to edit your premium TV choices week by week in right. the podcast and quarterly by quarterly in the magazine that comes through with Empire out now at the moment with um, the issue with the hundred greatest movies of the decade on it. Oh right, James. What was yeah. number one? Number one is quite rightly Mad Max Fury Road. Nah. Yes, it is the greatest film of the decade. Is not it? in fact, not even the decade. I think it's Century. It might be Century. All right. <laughs> I should know one way. You the should. Other. You you work on it. I Mad didn't work on that bit. I worked on the pilot TV bit. So Boyd works predominantly at the famous publication Heat Magazine. Yes. Uh, you t- right. This is something you know. The bit at the back where it says Spotted. Yeah, it's not at the back. It's in the middle. But yeah, carry on. Okay. <laughs> So that the bit in the magazine where it's like um, it'd be like Will Meller spotted in Nando's in Milton Keynes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it turns out that now I and I'll remove I'll remove this from the edit if you don't want this to get out. No, carry on. But it turns out a lot of the a lot of the spotteds are Heat magazine employees who 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 will go back to the office and be like, I just saw Kirsty Gallagher in. Not most. Not most. Um, (laughs) Every now, if we haven't got enough, then the call goes out. So we get loads, but there might be like one or two to fill. It's a whole page. Yeah. A page every week for 21 yeah, years. It's a, it's a lot to fill. No, so it's a every now and then, the call will go out, has anyone seen anyone famous yet? Yeah, but that's fine. That's cool. Do you, I They're all real. Yeah, no, they yeah, are, yeah. yeah. TV show of the decade? TV show of the decade. Um, I'm going to say The OA on Netflix. Oh, right. With yeah. uh, Jason Isaacs. With Jason Isaacs. Hello to Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, He's have a you tricky seen it? Uh, no, I, I, they, uh, I, I saw the first couple of 
they press screened for the when we did the interviews for season two. Yeah. yeah. And I was just thrown by and then we and then we interviewed Jason Isaacs and I said, Oh, you know, it's science fiction. He said, No, it isn't. And he, every time I gave a genre, he was like, No, it isn't. And it's like, look, for the sake of a five minute interview, you're gonna have to tell me you're gonna have to try and pigeonhole it a tiny bit. And he was like, Well, you can't because it's just this yeah. amazing, expansive cross genre yeah. masterpiece. Yeah. I was like, Too oh. right, Jason, yeah. No, yeah, how dare you try and uh, was, box him in? Yeah, James. but he, he can't try just to Just because you have your little five minute needs. You know, <laughs> let, him, let him run wild and free. He tried to humiliate me. No. By making me look like I didn't have the I didn't have the bandwidth for anything more, <laughs> more like. I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't like, deliberately. Okay. He was defending the soul and honor of the show, well, which does not. Which by well, the way, the OA, it does not fit any genre. Well, it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's a fantasy thriller, film noir, romance, science fiction, allegorical. <laughs> Story oh, that sounds crossing horrible. time and space. How about that? I mean, yeah, That's it's pretty good. It, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. The thing about it is, what makes it brilliant. This is going to sound really wanky, wanky yeah. but it's true. Part of what makes it brilliant is the fact that it doesn't fit any genre. And in fact, season two, which is like half film noir, you know, like it's set in San Francisco and everything, yeah. is a different story. Partly to see. Anyway, I went on set for series two in San Francisco in a forest in San Francisco. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, you actually yeah. went on a walk with Jason Isaacs. Yeah, I went on a walk with Jason Isaacs, and it was one of the greatest days of my life. So, there you go. Well, forest bathing is all the rage, and if you get to do it with um, uh, Malfoy's dad, then then great. Exactly. Uh, let's do some more name dropping, because this is quite fun for me. Uh, you also went on set for Afterlife Series 2, or have I... Both series, both series. But, but, uh, but Ricky's Afterlife Season 2... Yeah. He's he's filming that now. He's finished he's filming. Finished filming, uh, editing. I think he's probably finished editing. It's, it's probably. I think it's in the. Uh, in fact, I know because I, I went to see him in the edit. Um, nice. What's he like in the edit room? Like, oh, is he he's in a great mood. He loves it. He loves it. Oh, yeah. he has fun in that room. Yeah, totally, big time. Yeah. Um, so it's in this stage where you know they go. So Netflix shows have to be translated into about 100 and wherever many countries, uh-huh. and that's that's what they do. It takes quite a long time, I think. Yeah. Because it all has to be ready what? simultaneously. You mean dubbed? Dubbed and subtitled. I'd love to know who. You know, you can tweak, you can uh, pick dubbed or subtitled in every single. Oh right! Yeah. Oh, I didn't it's know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. By the way, the producer of Afterlife is sitting about twenty feet away. Is that right? Charlie, Charlie Hans. Just saying. Um, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. By or the window. By the window. Yeah. He can't hear what we're saying. It's fine. <laughs> I know. No. Oh, that's amazing. And he's a lovely guy. He's a really. Lovely guy, yeah. He's worked with Ricky since um, I think since extras. I would say. The guy. The guy with the woman. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you, all right. Well, I will keep it on the on the down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in your in your role, because we were talking about, uh, the, it's hard to get because you watch a lot of TV. But the fun bit is getting access to people, and that's yeah. something that takes time, and you have to yeah. honour those relationships. And yeah, um, yeah. I think luck, I'm lucky in that. Um, I think most most uh, TV people quite happy to be in both of the publications I write for. People yeah. are quite surprised actually because he is obviously he is ostensibly a weekly celebrity gossip magazine. That's it's that's what that's the genre of the yeah. magazine that is. You mean celebrity truth? That's what I was Absolutely truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but having but nevertheless, um, my section, which is at the back, which is the entertainment section, which which I've been in charge of for years and years, is taken. I think it's quite valued by the um, the. What's it called? The TV community? I don't know what yeah. you call it. This yeah. is the industry. It sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Anyway, so the genuine, genuinely, I get offered, you know, pretty decent um, access opportunities 
on the back of he and Pilot TV. Pilot TV, you know, and you're and you're beloved. Uh, um, oh, steady. No, I mean not by me, but by <laughs> by um, definitely by, not by you. By others, there's lots of people who obviously um, trust and respect you, and you're uh, you know. I hope they trust. I hope they trust and respect me. Yeah, who knows? First TV show you ever remember reviewing? I want to be more specific with my questioning. You well, see, well, famously, uh, in, in, uh, one, my first assignment. As in going to review to, to a screening and reviewing and comment at was Queer as Folk in 1999. Oh, right. 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, on Heat. That was at Heat. Um, and um, this is this is massive name drop here. Massive, gratuitous, grotesque, indulgent name drop. Russell T. Davis name checks me in his um, Desert Island Discs. Going back to that screening, because I said it was good. I, I defended it, and it was being slagged off by all these right-wing newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was always remembered that, and he mentioned it on Desert Undis. 250 journalists, all of them, deciding en masse to set themselves against the show, to attack it, except for one journalist, which was Boyd Hilton from Heat magazine. Wow. Yeah. All right, yeah, you are sort of self-mythologising, but that's yeah, OK. Yeah. And I reviewed the show, and I, well. it, and I gave it five stars. Well, I was at school when that show came out, and I we loved it. We, uh, we I mean... Part there was part of it that we were like hadn't seen anything like that before, and yeah, I mean no one of, had. I mean you know, not, you know on on TV, yeah. Boyd Hilton, Heat Magazine, Heat Magazine, Boyd, Boyd, Boyd Hilton from Heat Magazine, Heat Magazine. TV entertainment legend uh, Boyd Hilton is here on Basic Pictures because, as he has already pointed out, I have run out of comedians. I don't really know any, and I do know Boyd. So I asked him, and he was actually been—he's been very nice to agree to do this. On and let own. me make it absolutely clear right now: I'm not a comedian. I'm not funny. I think we've established that. Okay. Um, Boyd Hilton, Basic Pictures, the movie that is going to take the world by storm, is what? Well, I'm torn between—I'm I'm bringing back the Carry On franchise, <laughs> and it's good already. Yeah, it's about time, because the last Carry On film, as I'm sure you know. Um, was terrible. Oh no, no! You're going to have to. I, I must have stopped. I, I mean, I, I've watched some, but, yeah. but I, but I don't have the, the well, chronology of them is uh, uh, passed me by. I so. mean, that's that's embarrassing. But yeah, Carry On Columbus <laughs> was, was the last one. Was it? It was the last one, and that was made in the same year as, as, as the proper Columbus films, 1992. Do you remember there was like a Ridley Scott Columbus film that was really boring? Um. There were two serious Columbus, 1492. I don't, but I am surprised that 1992 is the last. Yeah. Was the last yeah. one. Right. Because that feels re- that's like yeah. almost recent history. Right. Because well, I had the Carry On movies as proper 1970s was there. Well, the golden period I would say is the 60s. Okay. I'm saying, Carry On screaming, don't lose your head, follow that camel and Doctor, and Carry On up the Khyber. Oh yes. Those are all cast iron classics from 1966 to 1968. And Carry On Camping in 69, which is what I think many young boys' first um, exposure to nudity, female nudity, when Barbara Windsor, you got to see Barbara Windsor's um, top came off. Yeah, yeah. iconic, iconic Iconic, moment. Iconic. By the way, are, th- are you the ones you like? Are they? Yeah. This is this is unironic, right? You think hundred percent unironic? You, th- you think they're genuine, genuinely unironic comedies? Okay, time for a quick break because we just need to hear from this episode sponsor, and then we'll be right back with the brilliant Boyd. Everybody's playing the brand new board game Throne Under the Bus. Roll the dice, land on a stop, and eliminate your opponent with an incredibly private story told to you in confidence. 
Uh, right, OK, here we go. Dan. Yeah? This one's for you, OK? What's he done? Girlfriend trouble? When Dan was at uni, he, A, puked during his final art history exam, <laughs> B, took a job as a butler in the buff to pay the bills, <laughs> or C, slept with his half-sister Suzanne on her 18th birthday. Andy, what are you doing? It's C. He had sex with his half-sister Suzanne. <laughs> she works for the Forestry Commission now, I think. You've been thrown under the bus. <laughs> are we together when it happened? Oh, babe, I don't remember. It was so long ago. If you A, love seeing reputations unravel, B, stirring up shit between your friends, and C, want an audience doing it, then you'll love the brand new ball game. Thrown under the bus. When I was a kid, one of the first things I remember getting excited about and loving was carry-on films. Right. So I'm never going to abandon them. Carry-on films and the Inspector Clouseau films. These are my the comedy that will film. go to your that will be we'll with you forever. They will be forever. And genuinely, they are. I mean, they are spectacularly slapdash, um, borderline offensive. Obviously, gratuitously sexist. I mean, all, all the way through. This is we're talking the 60s, 70s, 50s, yeah. 70s, yeah. But anyway. Um, I'd love to bring them back because the last one was terrible. Columbus was a fucking disgrace to humanity. Okay. Um, well, did, it it have all, did it have all the? Cla- did it have Sid James? No. And Sid James. Sid James had already he already passed out. away. Yeah. Yeah. So it had a weird mix of like um, core old school people like Jim Dale, who was in loads of them going way back. Bernard Cribbins, um, <laughs> Jack Douglas. Okay. With modern types like. Um, Alexis Sale, Rick Ale- Mayles in it, Julian Clary's in it. That's an amazing yeah. cast. Yeah, right. That's so they incredible. mixed June Whitfield, Richard Wilson. So they mixed like alternative comedians of of the moment yeah. in the early nineties with, but the script was absolutely diabolical, and it was incompetently directed, and it was right. a complete disaster, and it was voted worst British film of all time in some poll or something. So I want to rescue the reputation of the characters. Okay, you're going to bring it and back. And I feel like now, if we got... They nearly did it. They nearly did a... Sh- they, they, there was Carry On London nearly happened a few years ago, like in the sometime in the 2000s. And they actually, like, cast Daniela Westbrook. <laughs> Listen to this cast <laughs> for Carry On London, right? This was supposed to happen. So this it would got, be this like 2018 yeah, or something? Some, no, no, 2000s. Right, right, right. Okay. Daniela Westbrook. Yeah. David Jason, sir. <laughs> Sean Williamson, but in it it, it um, collapsed before filming. It, it annoyingly, co- it collapsed under, under the weight of that. Of <laughs> yeah, under so, the weight of all those egos. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, what topic could we do that would be a surefire hit, a surefire comeback for the Carry On films? And I thought of, I, I thought, could do Carry On like Donald Trump, like some kind of Donald Trump thing. Yeah, right. right let's sort of carry on up the White House. Carry on up the White House, exactly. Yeah. Or carry on faking news. Yes. Right? Yeah. Something like that. And then I thought, no, it's too American. Because the thing about the um, Carry On films is they're quintessential British yeah. humour. And even though they go to like, you know, Rome and Kaiba, they were still very British. So Trump's too American. So I, then I thought, what's the thing that people are obsessed with more than anything right now in film and TV generally? Serial killers. Yes. Crime. Yeah, crime has taken over. So I'm going to carry on killing. <laughs> I'm going for, <laughs> yeah. and I'm saying, can you merge the carry on genre with the serial killer genre? Yes, and that you have. So you have like madcap um, psychopath, right? Played by David Williams, say. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, 
you could have you know the detective played by Lawrence Fox. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Um, he's PC yeah. gone mad. Yeah. Right? Oh, PC gone mad. Yeah. Very good, Void. And Daniela Westbrook might as well keep it because she was up for Carry On London playing like the the, the the female heroine who's kidnapped and put in a well like in Science of the Lambs or something. Yeah, yeah. Kept there by, by Cy Copath. Simon Copath. Psychopath. Psychopath, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, played by David Williams. Yes, so, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you could do broad, broad comedy about a serial killer, yeah. you're really going to capture, I think, the public's imagination. Yeah, I think you, it's like um, there was that horrible histories movie that came out. I kind of feel yeah. like in many ways that cartoony aesthetic yeah. mixed with some outrageously ridiculous um, yeah. British cast members. Yeah. Carry on killing with David yeah. Williams, yeah. Daniela Westbrook, yeah. and Lawrence Fox. Yeah. By the way, you look a bit like Lawrence Fox. Um, the uh no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You do a bit. I don't. A bit. He's got. He's got. No, I don't. He. He looks. I don't look like an aristocrat. He really does. Don't you think he's got that kind of like? He's got he's that got like rubbery aristocratic face. He's got that rubbery face. You could be in Downton Abbey. I don't know. You could honestly. No. I mean, you're a bit unshaven at the moment, and you know, like yeah. um, windswept and everything. That's because you, you know, because I'm stressed. Because yeah. I've got technical problems. But honestly, problems, if but you, if you, you could, you, you're in. Lor- I mean, I'm in Lawrence Fox territory. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge compliment right now. I mean, what the, this, this dog whistle, Mr. Dog Whistle, right wing, yeah, twat, twat, yeah, who's yeah. just um, no, yeah. not, no, but he's out of work and spouting off. Which what? is why I think we could get him for for oh, carry we'll on definitely killing. Definitely get him for this. Yeah, yeah. so he's kind of like I feel, see him as a little bit like the Brad Pitt character. Um, in from it's seven, from seven, yeah. And I think the ending would be something in a box, not a head, possibly um, a penis. You know, okay, so it'd be hilarious. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. There was an actual film called Carry On Dick, which was about Dick Turpin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a little bit like the way they did in the Halloween reboot recently, where they had two people making in a, in, a, in quite a funny little dig at our obsession with true crime. Yeah, they had two podcasters on the run oh, on yeah, the hunt yeah. for. Oh, you mean put the podcast character in? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm absolutely down with that, yeah. Um, definitely. There could be a kind of... Um, I'm trying to... What, uh, Sean a, Williamson could play the podcaster. Yeah, Sean Williamson is a... I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a kind and of... And someone with that gravelly voice. You know that voice thing that they all have, on the American ones particularly, where they speak in that... Um, uh, it's a word for it, which I've forgotten. Oh, vocal fry? That's it. Yeah, vocal fry. Uh, that's out of like, yeah. Uh, Who's got vocal fry? Vocal which, fry. Which actor yeah. or actress has got vocal fry here? It could do it. Yeah. In England. Um, oh, you know who has really bad vocal fry is Holly Willoughby. Oh, really? Yeah. Does she? I think what happens is if you go, if you're, if you're like a big personality and you go out and you scream and you're like, I can imagine at that ITV that they call it like, is it Lollapalooza? They have like... They have this big end of year party, oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think, yeah. like Stephen Mulhern and Holly Willoughby and all these guys, they must come down. They must scream at each other about how successful and wonderful they are, and it gives them vocal fry for the rest of the year. <laughs> I know Holly Willoughby, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, go to foot with the husband, Dan. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Um, yeah. No, she probably um, does have vocal fry. That's fair enough. But that's because she's a broadcaster. She's probably. Yeah. 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 And I think getting up early probably uh, mm. probably does that to your voice as well. Definitely. You're, so we're bringing. So just to recap, we're bringing back the Carry On franchise. Yeah. Uh, and they are, and and they're solving them, and and they're on the hunt. Yeah, of they're a on the, there's a detective on the hunt of a serial killer. I'm, I'm I'm building it around seven. It's my seven. I feel is the template for every serial killer thriller that's been made since it came out. Right. Whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was. Um, I mean, everything looks like seven now, doesn't it? 
let's face it, it's like greeny, grey, murky yeah. quality to it. Yeah. All serial killers are basically like he is in that film. He shows names should not be mentioned. Yeah. Um, and uh, and kind of all detectives are a bit like Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman together. Yeah. So I'm and the Gwyneth Paltrow. It was all and I just want there to be something in a box at the end. I guess so. A penis I in guess a box. So. A cut off. Do you penis know in a box. A cut off. A dick in a box. Dick in a box. Dick in a box. He could be in it. Also, who sang that song? Uh, Andy Samberg. Thank you. Andy Samberg. You'd be like American guest. Yeah. Guest role. Well, he did. Uh, he did that awful BBC Three series. Um, uh, yes. Cockatoo or, or yeah. cockatoo. Um, cockatoo is a brilliant. That's yeah. like my mum trying to remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. It was. This is me being nice about. No, it was. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, he was in that. Wasn't but it, it? and then he and then he went back to the states. And he became a huge became star. A big star. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. But really, Bro- uh, but he loves so this Brooklyn Nine Nine. Silly. He got a silly a- airplane quality to it. Yeah, yeah, slash yeah. Carry on. Yeah. So yeah. he could be up for it. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, who's Dick in the box? Whose penis are we cutting off for this film? Probably Lawrence Fox's, let's face it. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, yeah. we'd all like to. Right. And he does deserve it. You're, you're, um, I feel like you've brought a little bit of, uh, yeah, you've, you've politicised this podcast. Well, you know, someone's got to. You know, I've tried to remain impartial, but yeah, you're... Uh, but you, you think you're going to get you in trouble? <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't care. But hang on, but um, he's, he's, um, he's PC gone mad. So it's the cop. So the guy on the hunt... Is the guy who gets? Yeah, it's a twist. Yeah, it's a twist. Yeah, yeah. His own penis is in a box. Yeah, he has. He has. He doesn't. Re- he doesn't realise. And yeah. he's so busy. He's so busy being anti-PC. Right. So busy going on, you know, this morning and Good Morning Britain and and Julia Hartley Brewers talk radio. Julia Hartley Brewers, exactly. I like saying her full name as well. Oh, you got a JHB. You got a Julia Hartley. Julia Brewer. Hartley Brewer. That um, um, he's noticed his penis has been cut off by a psychopath. Yeah. So we're rooting for the psycho. Yeah. I quite like I, that's yeah. good. I like but you're that. right, I've gratuitously brought Fox into the situation. But he I is, don't, he I is don't. let me remind you and all listeners, a professional actor. Yeah, he is, so there's no reason why he he he, he wouldn't be in it. I don't know what Westbrook's up to. In uh, this is a very bad this is a bad segue. In fact, we're just gonna pause there and we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with the legend that is Boyd Hilton for basic pitches. And then I put one of my fake ads in which are really Stupid. Although, as we're talking about penises, I could do a penis song or something. But anyway, uh, I'm back with Boyd Hilton on uh, basic pitches. Boyd is uh, wants to make. He wants to bring back the Carry On Carry On franchise. It's called Carry On Killing, uh, which is a, a sort of spoof starring Lawrence, starring right wing Lawrence Fox, who's the detective on the hunt of the killer whose penis ends up in a box, uh, and Daniela Westbrook and David Williams also star. Uh, now, Daniela Westbrook is the kind of person that may have gone on a reality show like Love Island back in the day. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Or any of those reality shows, The Jump, Splash, all those kind of things. The Splash, Masked yeah. Singer. Yeah. So, uh, I know, do you do much reality TV, Boyd? Are you yeah, I watched The Masked Singer. Um, and I watched, I watched all of them um, to begin with. And then I kind of leave it to other people to take over. So I watched like the first series of Splash, I think. I'm a bit obsessed with... Um, I definitely watched the first series of Celebrity Love Island when it was Celebrity Love Island. Yeah. Yeah. Which was 2005, I think. Yeah. So um, I wanted to know if you... Um, because that TV show is now huge and yeah. the world has kind of become inverted. They, they're semi-stars on social media. They go on the show. They become even bigger stars. Yeah. It's a, very, it's a parable for our times. Celebrities are now out in terms of like that mid-rank of celebrities who would do a TV show like that and they've ditched them and they made it normal people apart from Danny like people who are daughters children of famous people 
are allowed, but generally they're they're nobodies, you know, who become stars by being on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a kind of um, it's a reverse, it's reverse engineered. It's, it's reverse very strange. Yeah. So, but this is the original lineup of um, Love Island. I just oh, want to yeah, know because you're because you're so because you're because you cozy up to so many celebrities. Cozying up. You might yeah. know who these guys I are mean, now. I resent Somebody, the suggestion, but yeah. And I'll go through them. You can just tell me if you've ever hung out with them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fran Cosgrave. She's um, a nightclub manager and former Westlife bodyguard, which I didn't know. Uh, no. Callum Best. No. He's on X on the Beach at the moment. Yeah, is he? Paul Denan. I have. I do know Paul Denan. He says proudly. And not only do I know him, but um, I would say about 18 months ago, I was walking down one of these very streets near where we are now in London's fashionable Soho, and someone yelled my name. And it was Paul Denan sitting in the cafe <laughs> on the street, and he remembered me and recognised me. And I tell you, I go, I went over and had a chat. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, uh, Michael Greco, who played Beppe DeMarco in EastEnders, he was I've big back him. in the day. Yeah, I've met him a couple of times, but I wouldn't say I'd hang out with him. No. Okay, <coughs> I won't do many more of these because there's not many left. But uh, Lady Isabella Harvey. Oh, we've yeah, met her. Yeah. Do you remember her? Yeah. I wonder what happens if you're it's a socialite. Interesting. It's very interesting. If you're too. a socialite, I don't know. I don't know what the um, what your lifespan is as a socialite. It's tricky. Yeah, there were two Harveys, weren't there? Lady, there were. No, that's Victoria. MC Harvey, I think. From no, there's, wasn't there Victoria? Oh Harvey? yeah, I think there were two famous Harvey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> MC Harvey. Dwayne Ledejo. Oh, who's uh, an Olympic sprinter? He was an athlete. Yeah. But I, I leave. I want to leave athletes out because. They've done, as far as I'm concerned, if you're an athlete, you deserve a second life as a reality TV sure. star because you put the hours yeah. in on the track. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Luz. Oh, classic. I mean, Textbook. The farm. Remember the farm? Yeah, I when mean. she wanked off, off the pig. Wanked off the pig, yeah. One of the all-time great reality TV stars, yeah. And Abby Titmus will, leave, will, will I, end on. I Abby was, Abby's lovely. I, know, I knew Abby quite well. Are you? Yeah. Right, okay. We used to, I used to do... Because um, Abby Titmus was made famous. You, you really regretting this, aren't you? That, like <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes of your <laughs> beloved film pitching comedy podcast is going to be taken over by an Abby Tippmas analysis. Yeah. With you I, doing it absolutely seriously as well. You she's know. a very nice person. She, I got to know her because, well, what, A, she was hanging out with David Williams, and, uh, David, and B, she was uh, made famous by being on Richard and Judy back in the day. Right. She became like a roving reporter for Rich and Judy, and I used to do Rich and Judy regularly. I went to Cannes for Rich and Judy one year. How about that? And anyway, I got to know and she's really nice. Really, really nice. All right. Okay, great. Yeah. Basic pictures. Uh, comedians come on and, taking a turn. And, and pitch a film idea. Boyd Hilton is here. So carry on killing. Yeah. Um, let's get it into production. A uh, few things I always ask, um, sort of budget. Oh, I mean. How much would it cost? You could get I, this done for. 12 mil? Absolutely get done for 12. Yeah. You can get it done for 11. I mean, you get it done for 11. If yeah, it's not, especially if everyone's on points. You know, on, if, they, if they forego their massive fee. If Daniela Westbrook is, is ready to not take a huge fee, then um, we'll give her a percentage of the profits, which are going to be huge. And we need a strap line for the poster. Have you thought about that? Oh, a strap line, yeah. How about it'll be the death of Carry On or something like that. It'll yeah. be Carry On Killing, it'll be the death of you. Or... And you thought this franchise was dead, or, or something That's like good. that. And you yeah, know? just when you thought the Carry On films were dead. Yes. Um, de- uh, they really are now. Oh, I, I, I give in. Yeah, I think, um, I think we've solved the strapline. I think we've, do- we've got it, yeah. Or uh, 
this will make a killing at the box office. I'm trying anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's your job to come up with them, and you haven't. You haven't really. You have. You know. You, you this will be the death of you. I've said about this will be the death of you. Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, that was basic pictures song, with yeah. Boyd Hilton. What? I said that was basic pictures with Boyd Thank Hilton. You. Well, this was great. Thanks for coming on. It's been a total pleasure. Uh, you can um, you can find Boyd on Instagram. He's a big Arsenal fan, so you have to put up with quite a lot of pictures of him uh, with Dermot O'Leary. True. You and D- you and Dermot are in the same area, aren't you? At we, the go, we got our season tickets together. Yeah, me. Not me, the Emirates, sorry. At the Emirates, yeah, yeah. Me, Dermot, and Dan Holly Willoughby's husband sit sit with our tickets together. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. That's what do you what talk you about? Do you talk about football? Oh yeah. No, do we talk about showbiz as well. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh yeah. You moan about producers and a hundred percent. Yeah. And jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, me mainly moaning about producers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I would love Dermot, and um, and we'll get Richard Bacon, and yeah, you're gonna sort me out. Sure. Carry on killing. Coming to cinemas soon. Absolutely. Basic pitches. Podcast to have you in stitches. Basic pitches. You've heard of films with some really bad ideas, like Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. So once a week, we'll be chatting with a comedian, getting in the groove and improve the movie medium. Thing is, most stories have a stupid premise, like The Phantom Menace, or films about tennis. Basic pitches, comedic riches. Basic pitches. A podcast to have you in stitches. Basic pitches